um so, All right, so well, well we're recording that man let's just like jump into it i don't i don't want to do any like fancy perfect. intros perfect perfect we, we did get a couple of questions from twitter i don't know if you want to get to them but uh but yeah sure man dude I, I i will let you lead the show because you know first of all this is sam from calcio podcast i don't know why i say podcast it just sounds sounds weird saying calcio podcast in Italian, um, you could say if in, in an Italian accent, it would be Calcio Podcast. Yes, but 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 no, we 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 very much refer to ourselves as the Calcio Podcast. It's it, it, I think it rolls it rolls a little more smoothly off my tongue. Uh, great to be here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks for having well, me. Welcome, Sam. I will. Um, like I said, man, I am highly unprepared, but I I will let you take the reins because you guys had me on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I truly did have a blast. And I hope this becomes it was a, a lot of fun. Thing. Because you, you you guys have that, you know, have that, um, I don't want to say aura. I don't want to make it sound weird. But you guys do have that, uh, you know, god damn it. <laughs> An aura, I guess. Yeah. Screw it. I'll say aura. Yeah, I had a lot, I had a lot of fun with you guys. You guys seem seem to be having fun with, uh, uh, with what you do. So how can people listen to your podcast? We are on all major platforms. We're on Spotify, on uh, iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spreaker. Uh, it's the Calcio Podcast. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, at uh, Calcio Podcast. Definitely you, check us are, out. We, we, are you really we on are, TikTok? We are on TikTok as well. We, we actually, we, we actually, we actually, we actually blew up uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with with a, with a post about Teo Hernandez on. On a, on a treadmill it was incredibly stupid i put uh, a, a stupid I, I put a ridiculous amount of thought into the previous posts they got little <laughs> to no traction and i I, put, I threw one together in like in like two minutes and it, and it blew the hell up and and yeah but but it, no it's, it's it's been a pretty hard follow-up back but we 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 are on tiktok but no that's that, that's not our main uh, that's not our main domain. yeah follow 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 us on instagram or twitter at cultural podcast for more consistent <laughs> for more consistent content and uh, yeah podcast weekly about all things about all things cultural all things italian football but I'm uh, I'm partial to Juve. Have been since I'm a kid, so I uh, I, I run it with my uh, my podcast brother Nick, a longtime friend of mine. He supports Milan. We have a good dynamic going back and forth. But we talk about all uh, all Italian football. Um, the bias mm-hmm. comes out sometimes, but uh, but but, hey, but but yeah, this is um, what it is. Are you uh, are you? Why uh, it's, it's why it's great to be on this show now. I, I could I could just I could just let the dogs out and uh, and talk some talk some Bianconeri uh, as I as I as I would like to. Totally, man. So so what made you start the podcast? Um, I mean, I, I, I know my buddy Nick for a very long time since we were kids. Uh, we, 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 we were in school together. We went to church together. We, we played soccer together growing up, played football in, in, in the same youth team. And, what position uh, we were both, we were both defenders. We, uh, I started off as a midfielder and I, I moved to fullback. He was a center back and we played, we nice. played in the youth team locally growing up. So we were actually, we played right next to each other. Now we, we, we still play beer league together. Um, Nick quit playing competitively, but he, he still plays, he still plays with, uh, with us on our beer league team. But yeah, we, we, we've known each other for a super long time. Uh, we would always argue between the two of us about, uh, I mean, about things related to our club teams, him supporting Milan mm-hmm. and me supporting you a bit. And one day he just came to me and said, Hey, do you want to just have a little chat, hit record? Yeah. And I, and I, I kind of put him on the back burner. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of blew him off. Um, it was early in the 2017, 18 season. Um, but then he was pretty persistent. And then later on in the year, uh, once 2018 rolled around, he, he brought it up again. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, 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 let's give it a roll. See what happens. And, uh, yeah, two and a half years later, here we are. We've, uh, we've accumulated a, a decent listenership. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you told me, yeah, two, if you told me, if you told me three, four years ago that I'd be on this podcast and I'd be on the 
Turin Giants podcast, formerly the UVet podcast. I'd have, I'd this have is actually the UVet podcast. Turin Giants is with Rav, but sorry, I, okay. <laughs> I like the, the the worst worst you, you, introducing our own guy. You, 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 well, you, if I, if you told me that I that I would be that I would be at all associated with 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 your network, I I'd, I'd have lost I'll my mind. I'd have virtually lost my mind. No, seriously, I've been listening to you since I'm freaking eighteen years old. I mean, it's not that long ago, but. It's, it's 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 a good four or five years I've been listening to you, man. So, so I appreciate uh, you, bro. I, I really do. Like when, awesome. when you to, when you told me that last time, I was I was really um I was real touched. I appreciate it. Um Yeah, I mean let's uh let's so, talk so, some Juve, shall why, we? Why why don't why don't we talk a little Juve? There have been a lot of games going on uh, the past so couple of weeks. First of all, I love games every three days, man. <laughs> it's like a it's like a vacation, it's like a mini World Cup when you get games every day. This has been this has been awesome, and of course we it, got it has felt a game like coming up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're we're recording this the day of uh, the day of the Milan game, so we don't know what's going to happen in that game. I mean, hopefully, you know, we're, I I I'd say we're strong favorites going into the match, but, but you know, Milan uh, Milan did us a huge favor the other day and toppled Lazio three 0 totally. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. So hopefully we don't uh, hopefully we don't mush uh, we don't mush them <clears throat> on on game day and sound like absolute idiots praising them for their city out performances. Mm-hmm. Um, if they go on to lose to Milan, but I'm no, I I I, I do like our chances, and I, I I think you're right, man. It's, it has felt a little like international football the past couple of weeks. Just with the games every couple of days, it's been it's been like I mean, it's I don't know if by the end of July it'll still feel as novel. It, we, mm-hmm. it may it may wear us down a little bit, but especially with the fact that we're going to then have Champions League to, to, to no 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 to way, transition man. right into. Cha- but, that- I can't wait for the Champions League just to just to see how it is. You know, <laughs> it's it's been strange. Uh, watching games with no spectators. What do you think about the whole crowd noise? Because I, I think I caught a game. Oh man, it was, was it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be. I still find it weird. I mean, like like yeah. ha- having no crowd noise is odd, but at least it's organic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of them just throwing in throwing in stuff that's throwing in stuff that's false, fake. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I've watched some Premier League games on on the zone locally in Canada. They there are there are provider. Um, for, for 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 Premier League matches, and I don't know, I don't know if it's the zone or another whoever 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 is mm-hmm. is 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 running the broadcast from some central location. I don't know how it works, but whatever whatever the case may be, when watching Premier League matches here in Canada, um, we have we 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 hear crowd noise, and I haven't actually minded it. So I don't know. I, I you know I. I I, I don't want to sound like an old man yelling at a cloud, but like I, 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 I kind of, I kind of, li- I kind of like it natural. But having, having, having said that, I mean, it's, it, it is nice to feel like, to feel like there are people in the stadium, just, just like subconsciously, it kind of puts you a little bit more at ease. You know, it feels a bit more. Uh, I think. More I think once a year they should have a game with no spectators, just because it's so cool to hear hear the players. Um, I know there's been a couple of like highlights. Where you know players are unhappy and they curse. I think Lukaku was like, "For fuck's sake!" Just yeah, it was like, Victor booming voice. Victor Victor Moses didn't pass him the ball. He goes, "Victor, Victor!" He didn't pass him the ball. He goes, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, well, you, you know, we're, we're we're we are good for some games behind closed doors in City already with 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 racist uh, with racist incidents that go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh so yeah, totally. It, it it almost happens naturally. But yeah, but yeah, but but like in, in terms of the football. I gotta say, when we had you on a couple weeks ago, it was because Maurizio Sarri was pissing me the hell off. Um, mm-hmm. We had just lost the Coppa Italia final. We lost the Supercoppa, obviously, earlier in the season to Lazio. And you came on our podcast and said that you don't really, you don't really have too much of a strong opinion about the Supercoppa. You said you don't really give a crap about it because it's a glorified friendly. It is, 
But when Lazio win and they and you know they 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 they, they gloat about it and they're delighted about it, no. it's annoying. It's annoying. No, no, I, I'm talking about the Supercoppa. You know, Lazio beat us mm-hmm. in the Supercoppa and they and they gloated and they gloated about it. It's still fucking annoying. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's not a super important tournament, but you're in a final. You want to win this stupid thing. Um, but the Coppa Italia final, I think, is a lot more important. We can agree on that. Of course, absolutely. And and, and we were we were we were spineless. We were toothless. Um, and you know. Can a great team lose on their day? Yeah, you know, Napoli were super motivated. Uh, mm-hmm. Gennaro Gattuso had gone through a personal tragedy. They kind of they kind of all rallied behind him. That was, mm-hmm. you know, nice to see, you know, from a neutral standpoint. So I get it, but it just feels like, I guess it kind of fit the narrative that Sarri's a loser, you know? He doesn't win. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll refute those claims and say, oh, well, you know, I've, I've won successive promotions in eight freaking seasons, and yeah, he finally won a Europa League last year. Big deal, and everyone made a huge, a huge, a huge, uh, a huge ordeal over it. But but I really think that, like at the forefront of his of, of of his psyche, he's more focused on playing a certain way of football, a certain brand of football, a certain way. He's more mm-hmm. focused on playing culture a certain way, and that drives me up a wall because you can have your ideology, you can have your philosophy, but. Don't be an ideologue in a final. Just, just you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just show a little bit of anger. Even if you lose the game, you know, going out, going out, going down swinging. Don't come mm-hmm. out and say, I'm happy. I'm going to bed delighted tonight because my boyhood club won a trophy. Fuck no, off, man. Come on. That's still come disgusting on. to me, yeah. It's, if they're your boyhood club, why the hell did you leave them? Yeah, you say you, know, you say you know, that stuff to your family, way. to your friends, and uh, you don't say that, that to the, the journalists. That rubbed me the wrong way. That really rubbed me the wrong way. And you know what? What, what really drove me nuts that day was that Napoli fans were probably delighted they didn't still have Maurizio Sarri. And again, yeah, I'm. I go through I go through Jekyll and Hyde um, sequences of emotion with Maurizio Sarri. That's the first. That's the first Jekyll and Hyde uh, reference on the Juve podcast in like ten years. So you're but, already making a difference. But 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 it's true. Like like yeah. sometimes sometimes, you know I, I mean if, if take how we've been playing in City out the past couple of weeks, you know with what many would argue is 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 one of the weaker teams we fielded in the past ten years of dominance, we've mm-hmm. still began peeling away from second place now. Currently, as we're as we're recording this podcast, we're seven points up on Lazio. Don't mm-hmm. want to jinx it, but the title looks pretty much you know if if we continue with the same energy that we that we've been running with right now. The title looks close to ours. Um, I think today's game is huge as far defi- as those definite. three points. I definitely. I mean, my, my again, Nick, Nick, my buddy who I do the pod with is convinced that, you know, the, that the title race is over. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I would never come out and say as much because again, I don't want to jinx it, but it, it really does feel like it hasn't been a, te- like, it feels like the past month, everything has kind of been coming together in Serie A. And it's almost like, Everything Sadi's been saying about you know being patient, and trusting the process is almost reassuring, you know. Because with Allegri, it's you know a, a lot of fa- a lot of fans were 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 in my opinion anyway too quick to get on the Sadi out, excuse me, on the Allegri out um, bandwagon oh my because. God. Oh my God. Don't remind me of that. And, but you know, I'm not even sure why. You know, like, like it was it was it was like it was like it was like irrationality, impatience, or the fact that yeah, you know, he 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 hadn't won a Champions League, but we had made two finals and there was a, there was a, there was a winning, there was a winning culture that was maintained. Yeah. Um, he picked up, he picked up beautifully off of where Conte left off. And I think that was the most know, impressive thing about his, his stint with Juve is because 
the transition. I mean, wasn't it the first year he went to the Champions League final or second year? It was the That's first just year, twenty fourteen fifteen. It was a, it was That's the first year. It was the first year and the third year, I think. So, so let's take a, let's take a step back. Um, you mentioned you know being a Juve fan, also being how old are you? If if you if you don't mind, just just turned twenty three. Uh, so we're talking about like a new generation of Juve fans. What made you become a Juve fan? Obviously, being Italian helps. But what kind of swung um, the, the, the correct way? Yeah. So I grew up, grew up, was born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Still live here. Um, we have a huge Italian community up here. My beautiful are, city, by the way. Have Have you been up here? My parents have, and they show me photos, and they're like, okay. it's 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 basically Europe. Very, very European vibe. Yeah, a lot of that is down to the fact that we have we have a large number of ethnic cities from 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 across Europe and now globally that that have that have kind of migrated here. But um, we we have the French mixed in as well. Um, anyway, I, I I grew up speaking Italian and English, but we we we, we do learn French in school. Um, but anyway, that, that's besides the point. Um, we have so we have a large Italian community up here. My parents are Italian, so I grew up watching the Azzurri and. In 2006, I, I had the pleasure of pretty much the first my my, my first footballing experience was watching mm-hmm. was watching Yazuri win the World Cup in 2006, which was unreal. And I fell in love with Andrea Pirlo, who was at Milan at the time, and Gianluigi Buffon and Alessandro Del Piero. Um, funnily enough, not through not through watching them play in Bianconero, like a lot of like a lot of um, millennial, millennial, I think technically I'm Gen Z, but I guess a lot of people kind of born 1980 to 2000 fell in love with Juve because of Alessandro Del Piero, but I think a lot of them True. fell in love with him in the 90s. I fell in love mm-hmm. with him in 2006 when he scored in the semifinal against, uh, against Germany. Germany yeah. I actually looked it up. And the final was the final was July 9th. So um, yeah, we'll, in a couple of days, we'll celebrate yeah, yeah the anniversary. I, so I was nine years old. So I was kind of coming. To, I was mm-hmm. kind of coming. To, I was kind of coming into my football consciousness. And I guess I just I just fell in love with Gianluigi Buffon above all else. And mm-hmm. you know, it just so happened that he played for Juve. Um, I kind of took awesome. a break for a couple of years. Didn't really follow. Didn't really follow league football as as a ten year old. But when I began coming back around, they were back in Serie A, and it was dog shit. It was a complete mess. But I didn't care. I just wanted to watch Buffon and Del Piero every week. So that mm-hmm. was kind of how I. How I got how I got into it, and uh, you know, I, I've I've been very lucky because for the majority of the time that I've been supporting them, they we've been winning titles. But when I started, we had fucking Amaury starting up top, and Felipe Melo mm-hmm. in the midfield, and Milos Krasic was our best midfielder for a season, and that was that was weird. Hey, that to, was, to be fair, Krasic was, did give us a one of the best last minute goals. I mean, that goal against Lazio that was incredible. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny you you brought up two goals: the Del Piero goal against Germany. That was spoiled for me by my dad because I was in, on pause on my DVR. And then Krasic, I, for some reason, I was on pause for like a minute. And then I, looked, <clears throat> I checked Facebook back then, and my Ubay friends were all blowing up. And it's like, God damn it, man. Back when people go. would go right to Facebook to post anything whenever something interesting happened. Kind of like, like, uh, like setting up this podcast. Uh, just, 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 a bit of, just a bit of, a, a bit of, a bit of an issue with respect to tech, man. You know, you, you, got, screwed, you got screwed over by – you got screwed over by uh, – by, uh, by 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 technology, just like setting up this podcast was a was a real was a real headache. I, if if I tell you the real reason why we couldn't connect, you you'd be like, "This guy's an idiot." So the cleaning lady she moved the she moved the router or modem or whatever it's called, the one that has the Wi-Fi signal, and it's tucked in behind behind the TV. And I'm like, "What's going on?" Like I have never had problems with the internet. Know, now my uh, my Uber conference the 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 website that we use to record it's like completely gave up on me but anyway no, we're, we're we're flying now but you should probably interrogate her man she could be an interista i don't know she, she, she <laughs> sabotage you so 
I, I didn't bring up anything about the UVET podcast. Guys, if you want to check us out, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, um, uh, whatever Google phone, Android phone podcast app that you use. I've heard Pocket Casts. I've heard many others. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Turin Giants. At Turin Giants on Twitter is the clothing, the Turin Giants clothing. And um, at UVA Podcast is our Twitter handle. Um, yeah, well, I will, what I like to do is I like to go through uh, uvafc.com. Rav, you know, everybody knows Rav. He runs the website. Let me get an opinion on a couple of things from uh, from you. So um, Juventus, and Man City, Juventus and Man City in the lead for Adama Traore. What do you think about that guy? That guy's a beast. He is an he is an absolute beast, and I I you know I I'd say any any opportunity you have to bring in to bring in he's he's fairly young as well. I believe he's born. I think he's born twenty four six. Yeah, so so twenty four years old, ninety five, ninety six. I think he's born. So anytime you have a chance to bring in someone like that, that that that's 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 mm-hmm. gonna add something to your attack. I don't see why you wouldn't. But to be honest, I don't I don't I don't know that he's necessarily what we need because I feel like he does. Does he not play a little bit more wide? I mean, we got Kulusevski coming in. We have. Do we have Douglas Costa that that is a that is a pure winger, and then we have Bernardeschi. We're probably not even going to have room for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he would fit I, I, into the I, I, team. That feels like a bit players, of a weird one. Out of those players that you named, who would you get rid of? Because uh, I heard somewhere yesterday that Kulusevski is also kind of like a bargaining chip, and um, and I hate it because that's I've seen a little his, nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, if I. You know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants to offer a lot of money for him, but that would just be stupid. Well, I'll say this though: think, think when you think about it, think about think about how many promising young players have come under our ownership that didn't wind up playing for us. I think yeah. Christian, I think Cristiano Romero is another good example of someone that probably will never play for Juve. Uh, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I have I get the feeling that he'll probably never lace up for us. Um, just on the basis of the fact that you have guys like Rugani that have been trying to get into the team for 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 freaking years and who you know Romero is a little bit younger than Rugani and he may he may yet go on to become a better a better player than him but it just feels like we have so much depth from you know but by by way of players that are in in most cases world class that that it's just very difficult for younger players to kind of come into the fray but then they may go on elsewhere and have a lot of success another example is Orsolini at Bologna right now would yeah, not have been yeah, a bad yeah. you know would not have been a terrible a terrible addition to 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 our to our to our squad. Having said that, you know mm-hmm. we're, we're we're kind of stacked at right wing right now. But uh, Luca Pellegrini on loan right now at Cagliari is another one who I would probably take back and mm-hmm. definitely not get rid of. I'd probably keep him in the UA team next year. Just having seen his performances the past two years, I would keep him with Alexandro. And if he outperforms him, you know Alexandro is going to be thirty years old. I love him. I think he's one of the more solid left backs in world football. But I don't see why you don't take on the younger player at that point, you know. But it feels yeah, like Alexander is, is is worn out. That poor guy. And and sorry to interrupt. And to be honest with you, Alexander has been just okay last few years. Um, I love him. He's great defensively, and I think that's that's what you would look for. But I would totally bring in someone a little more flashier. Uh, I remember who played. Uh, damn, I forget his name. It was a younger player. Um, I think he played against Atletico Madrid actually. Wow, awful. Anyway, against what's what's what what are you, what are you, what, are you, what are you referring to specifically? Uh, there's this player that we got rid of, but he was able to play Spinazzola. He played, yeah, he yeah, played yeah, Spinazzola, who's, Spinazzola. Yes, yes, Spinazzola. So he was now. a little flashier version of Alexandro, but Alexandro's yeah. defen- defensive 
skills that just can't compare to anyone else. You, you, you asked who I would get rid of between Kulusevski, Nardeski, yes. um, and Douglas Costa. To be honest with you, I, I, I've been thinking about this for a little while. I actually sat down last week, and we were supposed to do this podcast a week ago, so I, I, I actually sat down and had a couple of comments that I wanted to make about Bernardeski because um, because of the fact that Kulusevski is coming in and what you're saying about him being a bargaining chip, I'm hearing for the first time now. It wouldn't be that unlike us, but I hope it doesn't happen because he's a very special player. I think he's an incredibly unique prospect that we need to retain at all costs. I really think he could have something to offer. I think it was, I think it was more of a, like a comment from someone like, hey, let's throw in him. I was like, that's so fucking stupid. Don't so do I that. Don't, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is confirmed or not. Uh, but let's I'm, I'm just going off what you're saying here sure. but it doesn't but like the, the fact that it doesn't sound that preposterous in terms of stuff that we might do uh, mm -hmm. I think says I think says something in and of itself however I wouldn't get rid of any of them um, but I wouldn't play them all at right wing Bernardeski has impressed me since we've returned to action but the one thing that he doesn't have that Douglas Costa does have except for the fact that Douglas Costa is a little bit more injury prone obviously that's it's a huge fucking issue with him but mm -hmm. Douglas Costa is a much more dynamic winger when you think of a winger you think of Someone like him who's gonna, and I don't even consider Juan Cuadrado to be a winger anymore. He's basically mm -hmm. he's basically just a, a, a vice right back. But you think of someone who's a little bit more dynamic. And Bernardeschi, tradition. I mean, I, I I think anyway at Fiorentina he had the most success playing as a striker or as a right winger. But right now I don't think there's any room for him in attack. And I think that he plays a little bit too slowly to play as a right winger. I think every time he gets the ball, so predictable. He's, it is very predictable. You know, he's going to cut inside. Occasionally, he'll do a couple of combinations with his right with his right back, and and that's that's about it. So what I would do is I would, you know, I'm, you know, who, who the hell am I? I'm just some idiot with a, with a satirical podcast who's 23 years old who's been watching you for only 10 freaking hey, years. Don't, right? don't so, talk about my guests like that. You're a fine young man. But well, thank you. So I don't know if that that adds any credibility in my opinion that that Bernardeschi should play as a midfielder, not necessarily as a holding midfielder, but as a mezzala, as an attacking midfielder, and I think. A big issue right now is that we don't have enough creativity in midfield. Certainly, um, I would still add one more, one more probably, you know, top tier, top tier midfielder. Um, mm. If we're going to spend money on anyone, I would, you know, I would look at like a Zaniolo, Tonali, Milinkovic Savic. Uh, a lot of a lot of people are talking about Pogba. I don't know that I would fucking go down that route again. I think everyone. I, I, what's the deal with Pogba? How is it? How is it that every like freaking every summer for the past four years we've been linked to him after selling him? Well, my my. My love for him. Castrovilli is another one, by the way, who, who who we've been linked to, who I I wouldn't hate as as a creative a creative option. Um, anyone, anyone at this yeah, point, it's, I don't, I don't yeah, it. it's it's you know at this point we're so desperate for a little bit of a, a creativity in midfield. We'll just take anyone, and hopefully, and thankfully, there is a couple of good talents available. But Pogba, for me, it would be it would be more than just a player coming. It would be a guy who knows how to win with Juve. And uh, and he 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 was winning with us when he was in, in his early twenties. You know what I mean? He was he will come back a stronger player if that's even possible. Do you remember how he was playing? Do you remember the? Of course, uh, the, I would take the, him in the, the team. Strength, how he would push the guys off him. He was and and that was him being just like this this unknown kid yet. So but remember, uh, but remember, he he had he had Pirlo to distribute the ball. And, and, he, and he had Vidal to, 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 to handle most of the Grinta. Uh, Marquisio, <clears throat> Marquisio, box to box. Just there for was, was, was No, but Marquisio, <laughs> box to box, was crucial in that midfield yeah. too. And I think they shouldered a lot more of the slack than, than, than the current guys that we have uh, were we to bring Pogba in. I think we're, if we were to bring Pogba in now, now that he's meant to be the finished product, I think it would be a similar situation at United where he would, he would, he, he, he would be expected to be the guy. And I think 
in a midfield with a couple of different players, kind of a nice cocktail of different different elements to it. I think he would have a lot more success as the one guy that's supposed to be the difference maker. I think if you if you can get Bentancur, um, you know, distributing the ball, um, you know, short 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 passes, kind of being the guy who dictates the tempo of midfield, kind of like Pirlo did, that could be good. We have Arthur coming in now, who's a little bit more dynamic than Miralem Pjanic. I know we have, mm-hmm. you know, we we got him in a direct swap for Pjanic, but I don't think he's going to play the exact same role as Pjanic. I think. You could probably expect Bentancur to have a bit more of that that regista role, um, mm-hmm. or, or, or at least or at least have that same have the same kind of have the same kind of responsibility. Yeah, hey, I mean they don't have to play the same game. position every game. No. You know, you never you but, never know with the suspensions and the injuries. It's good to know that Bentancur is so versatile, and I've been really enjoying seeing him play. He's been he's been growing immensely. I mean, he's this is what like twenty three years old or something, and we got a gem. Bentancur right now is. Our our best midfielder, that's for sure. Really mature beyond his years, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like so 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 if you throw Pogba into a midfield like that, you know, uh, with with Arthur and Benangur, um, he'd be the he'd be he'd be the he'd be the veteran of those three um, yeah. of, of, of that midfield but, uh, three. But, but right that, now, that, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. no, I was gonna say I, I I could see I could see it I could see it panning out and and I could see I could see it being being a solid a solid midfield three. I just don't know that we'll discreetly go out and sign him i don't know if that's something that, that yeah that you know the, the better he, the excuse me the better pogba plays right now the the, the less chance he's going to leave because well right yeah so and he has been playing fairly well so i don't i don't mm-hmm. see why we would go out and buy him for the for the, for the amount of money that he would cost when you could bring in someone a little bit younger maybe even two players two younger players that that, that could that could add something to the midfield but you know, it's people. People will continue to dream about him until until he retires. That's my theory. <laughs> we'll always be linked to Pogba. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll, he will come back. But I doubt it's going to be this year. But I would go. I would go for uh, Milinkovic Savic. Man, this guy's a beast. This guy's a beast. I know. You know, uh, Tonali seems to be on his way to Inter, which breaks my heart in a million it's, pieces. But it's, that's, you, so, um, that's so tragic. I, I yeah. I, I hope I hope it isn't true, but I mean we have Romano who's who's coming out saying that apparently he's he's closer to Inter than Juve, and mm-hmm. that doesn't guarantee anything. That was the last I heard of it anyway. But but who yeah. who, who, yeah, the, who, who the who the hell knows? Mar- yeah. And what what really burns my ass there is that Marotta is the one who's orchestrating all these deals. Um, mm-hmm. Brings me to brings me to a question that we got on Twitter. I don't know if you want to. I think this was more a question aimed at me as a guest, but maybe we could both tackle sure. this. Bring it, man. Um, our kid forty on Twitter asks. Or says rather, ask him as in me, ask Sam, if I think that Inter are closing the gap on Juve, and if I think Marotta and Conte will do for Inter what they did for Juve, eventually leading them to the top of the table and building something special. Did Juve make a mistake getting rid of Beppe Marotta for Paratici? Uh, I'll let you go first. I, I have a couple things to say about this right. too. Um, I think it was time to move on. There was a there was a bunch of things about Marotta that I didn't like. Just like with anyone running your club, you're gonna be you're gonna get great decisions, and you will get poor decisions and and players that you missed out on. Uh, I think Paratici is doing fine. I think he's a big target kind of guy. Bringing in um, Ronaldo, bringing in Delict. I know those are the two standouts that he's brought on. Um, I also think he gets he gets high marks for negotiating the deal with uh, with. You know, with Barcelona again uh, regarding Pjanic and Arthur. We and need to talk about that deal, by the way, man. We need to talk about that deal. Yeah, that was masterclass. You don't, you, you is, don't see that. You don't see that a lot with Juve. With Marotta, you you would usually get 
you know, small minded deals and something that, you know, like a free free transfer that would pan out good. And then we'll would praise him. You know, free transfers are all good and all. And that was our identity when we were coming up. But now that we got the, the dough, uh, stop fucking around with the free transfers and bring in someone who who costs money, who's worth it. Uh, Milinkovic Savic would be a great acquisition. Um, even if we do miss out on Tonali, even though I still, you know, ha- I have hopes for that because, dude, you don't. I haven't, miss held, out on I haven't given up. I, I haven't given up hope on that one. But yeah, it's not not looking good. I agree. But like, here's a, here's the thing, right? Um, well, for, first of all, the the, the the end the end of the end of the question there that I just read out is: Did Juve make a mistake getting rid of Beppe for Paratici? Well, the fact of the matter is, Beppe left on his own by his own volition. I think we kind of forced him out of the club. I think, but mm-hmm. I, I think what it was was it was a bit of a clash of a clash of ideas, and Beppe voluntarily chose to leave um, as Paratici kind of took hold of things. But uh, no, I, I I don't think we made a mistake getting rid of him because I think Beppe was good for. The current situation for, for 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 the incumbent situation upon into which he came. Okay, mm-hmm. exactly. So so 2010-11 things were very different to how things were in 2018. Having made two Champions League finals and having the capital, you know, to to to, to sign a Cristiano Ronaldo, Beppe would not have made that deal. Beppe would probably not have gotten the licked either. And you know, you could say what you want about about the Arthur deal. I mean, yeah, that looks great on Paratici. I you know, I can't definitively say that Marotta wouldn't have been able to make that deal. But I think. Um, the, the Marotta mentality at Juve was very much um, focused focused on minimizing cost of deals and kind of getting the most out of every single acquisition as possible. And he did it brilliantly, but eventually we kind of outgrew that, I think, and he wasn't willing to adapt, move on. Having said that, now at Inter, he's willing to spend money, you know? So he, 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 we, we all know that Marotta is a shrewd yeah, for footballing, footballing mind. Like he obviously, he obviously knows who he wants to acquire. He, he he goes he goes about acquiring players that that can help whatever project is in is mm-hmm. is in is in is in the process of being built. And now you know for the first time ever, he's actually supporting Antonio Conte financially because the situation that Inter are in currently is not the situation that Juve were in in 2014. Um, Where know, did they the get fun- all this all this money? Because they they've been spending like like hotcakes. I don't know, man. I, I, I who, who, who the hell? You are, don't who, have any I, I guess, No, but no, but I guess. I mean, think about it. Like the, the the sale of Icardi that just went through to PSG, like just on the books. Helps. I mean, yeah. Every every owner, every every owner of a major club has has the has has the capital to to to, to personally finance deals like that. It's just a question mm-hmm. of whether or not they can afford it on the books, right? So you know, when you sell someone like when you sell someone like Icardi. Uh, the deal with the you know the the, the closure mm-hmm. of which just happened a couple of weeks ago that helps your books big time right it allows you to go out and get a guy like Hakimi um, so I I I I think the, the the thing that's a little bit scary now with 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 Marota and, and Conte is the fact that Marota is willing to support Conte in pretty much anything he 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 wants to undertake um, mm-hmm. he wants Victor Moses he went out and got Victor Moses now the thing is. Conte has very weird tastes in players sometimes. Like he, you know, of all, of all the players he could have got, he he mm-hmm. he he asked Marotta to go out and make sure he got Victor Moses and, and Ashley Young. That's you know, that's that's the most classic. That's the most classic. That's the most classic Conte Conte move ever, right? Where he has this weird, uh, this weird, you know, loyalty to certain players. But mm-hmm. but regardless, I think we're seeing now that Inter are willing to spend money and Marotta is willing to spend money for Conte. So am I worried about it? No, because I think we're, I think they're trying to catch up to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we still have the upper hand, but it, it, it definitely stings a little bit to see them 
building something threatening, menacing. But yeah. we say that every year in the past couple of years, and Inter still falls short, you know? So, oh, but, but I think I think this year and like years to come, you're, you're right. I think they are building a great squad, as, as much as it hurts to say. But um, players like Ericsson, I was was really bummed out that we couldn't get him. Um, who else is there? I mean, Tonali, they're, they're you know, uh, Hakimi would have been a great signing. You know, if I, if I even knew he was available, I would have gone yeah. for him. I mean, you know, currently we have Danilo and Deshilio at right back, and I don't yeah. think that's. I actually don't. You know, a lot of people make fun of make fun of that right that right back tandem. I don't think it's terrible. I think there's there's a lack of, of world class right backs in the world right now. Who's the best Who's the best right back in the world? Trent Alexander Arnold, maybe Joshua Kimmich. Um, you know, realistically, there aren't to a me, ton of to right me. back options that we could acquire. So the fact that Hakimi may have been available and that we didn't get him is a little bit frustrating. You know, but you know. Alas. But you, you can't also you can't get all the players that are available. So you lose some, you win some. I think I think you're right. You know, I I may have sounded a little uh, ignorant when I talked about Marota. F- f- with what he had, he he got us great deals. He got us Pirlo, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, Llorente, Pogba. I mean, list goes on and on. Barzali for like three hundred thousand. Tevez. Tevez. Yeah. Um, uh, we we've had. Um, Coman, Coman, we got Coman for nothing and flipped him a year later. Yeah, we made some money on that. Um, but it was time to move on, just like it was time to move on from Allegri because Allegri was, uh, it was just great luck to get someone like him. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really fair to, towards Marotta. Marotta. I, um, people were really upset when he went to Inter. It was like, Come on, man. This is this isn't this is just he's he's paying bills, you know. This is his place of employment. Yeah. Conte situation is a little different because he is like a Juve legend. Um going there. And man, have you been enjoying just inter completely sliding down? And they're like one point away from Atalanta now, where three months ago they were they were winning the scudetto in, in their fans' eyes, but now it's just like worse. And where I saw the game against Sassuolo, I was like, how do you how do you do that? How do you just recording? We're recording this pod on the back of them, them completely bottling it, choking against, uh, against Bologna. They lost, they lost. Oh, there you go. Who laid goals the other day. But I, I, I mean, look, it's, 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 I, I think, I think winning, winning, a winning mentality is one thing, but a winning, a winning DNA is another, you know, Conte could have a winning mentality where he wants to go about playing, playing a certain way in order to win. Uh, you know, and, and he demands a lot of his players in order to achieve that. But having winning in your DNA, which is what we currently have at Juve because we have a winning culture, we have a winning, you know, just there, there always was that winning culture. I mean, Caltropoli kind of hindered it because the, the, the rules that we had to play by for a couple of years were, 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 were different. You know, they, they, they were, the, the, the deck was stacked against us for a couple of years based on, based on, based on what happened in 2006. But once, you know, once 2011 rolled around and once, things started to roll our way, you could see that that DNA was still there, you know, from, from, yeah. and I think, and I think that's, that's actually a great, a great thing that, that Mr. Agnelli has brought to the club, but, 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 you know, um, yeah, I mean, just in terms of, in terms of right back, right back options, uh, another question here on Twitter, realistic possibilities for striker and right back for next year. Uh, someone is asking us this on, on, on Twitter. I, I don't think we'll sign a right back this summer. I, I really don't. Um, if we get rid of the Chilio, then I, I don't know what the hell we'll do. I don't know if we'll we'll we'll, we'll make we'll make do with someone that's not even we'll, on my radar. We'll, I'd have thought we'll be better. 
let's just leave that 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 space blank. Let's just play yeah. with ten players. <laughs> It'd be a lot better than this year. You're going out there and completely shitting the bed, like first chance you get. Just, just keep Cuadrado as a right back. Maybe I don't know. I, I just said I just said I just said Mourinho could have been an, a, a realistic option. He's just gone to Dortmund. Uh, realistic striking options. Some interesting players we're linked with now. I mean, Rav on UVFC.com will we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have been talking about this, but uh, we're currently linked to uh, Raul Jimenez, Gabriel Jesus, and Arkadius Milik. Um, the Out most of those three, one, give me one. Give me I'd, love to, I'd love Gabriel Jesus. I'd love to have Gabriel Thank Jesus. Um, Thank you. I, I don't think he's going to stay beyond this, this season when the season ends uh, in late August. I think he'll probably wind up going to Argentina, um, just based on what I've been hearing about his personal situation. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna fill that in, if we're gonna fill in that position, you know, an additional, addition, an additional forward, um, I probably, yeah, I think the most realistic option is probably Milik, unfortunately. But I'd love mm-hmm. to fucking sign Gabriel Jesus, um, yeah. and I, know, that, and that'd I be great this. competition with Dybala because Dybala has been unreal uh, as yeah. a central for, as a central forward with uh, with Ronaldo the past the past month. I love I love seeing the South American connection, man. The the. I hate to word, I hate to use that word, but the pizzazz and the and the fun and the dribbling that oh, they, yeah. they bring in oh, yeah. and the culture. I mean, look look at our like South American core: Cuadrado, Alexandro, who's who's a little more on a you know on a on a DL with you know TikToks and all. By the way, um, Douglas Costas and his TikToks. Come on, we need to <laughs> we need to put a moratorium on that because he's getting out of control with you know. Anyways, just you guys go on his. Yeah, you, you, would th- you, would, you would think you would you would think that with a wife like that, he, he would he wouldn't have so much time. He wouldn't have as much time to. Yeah, man. He, he, he'd, he'd have better. He'd have better. He'd have better things to do. I, yeah, I, I know. I know. We, I know. We, I know. We, we, we all know you love. We all know you love. We we all know, we all know you love Dulas Costa's lady. Yeah, we we talked about it on your podcast. Well, actually, I I love that you have the five aside. Tell us a little bit more about that. You know, you, you have a seg segment yeah, that's a, yeah, uh, five a, aside. The segment we do where we take uh, where, where we choose the five aside, where we, we build a five aside of a given variable. So I don't know, a couple of weeks ago we we had the five aside of pizza, and then every pizza is a metaphor. We we come up with a player as a metaphor. <laughs> Who, who's the pineapple pizza? Is that Dushilia? Frick, I, I don't I don't even I don't even remember. I don't even, I don't even remember. But there was one, there was one like I don't know like like pizza diavola with like with like you know like 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 spicy spicy mm-hmm. pepperoni spicy 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 peppers and spi- yeah yeah exactly ah, exactly yeah. for, for, for example <laughs> or just. Yeah, or uh, yeah, the 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 five aside of of types of guys you'll see at Sunday League, and then we'll come up with a with a, with a cultural equivalent to beach one. So yeah, we 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 had you on for uh, the five aside of players we'd most want to quarantine with, and the first one he said was Douglas Costa because I want to chill with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I don't have to even just just as long as I know she's somewhere around, as long as like I you know sneak a peek. peek. Anyway. Um, so uh, we don't have much time. So well, let's let's uh, let me get a couple of minutes on your opinion on Lacazette. I know it's like a weird rumor that came out. And again, I'm I'm referencing UAFC.com. Go check out um, Rav's website. Uh, and the podcast is, is is up there too. Um, so the 29 year old French international has enjoyed a mixed spell at the uh, with the Gunners. And recent reports from BBC and reliable Arsenal reporter David, David Ornstein suggests that he could be sold this summer. Uh, Lequip shows that uh, Juventus are among the teams that is interested, along with Atletico Madrid and Inter. I saw, I was really surprised to see so much negativity. I think he's great, um, but apparently, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Arsenal, but apparently he's he's uh, given up a little bit um, of his, you know, of his abilities. Last couple of years, uh, apparently he's been great before. 
I, I think um, I think when Obama Yang came in, I think Obama Yang coming in kind of <clears throat> kind of changed who the focal point of that attack was. And like I said, didn't actually have a ton of time there as the focal point of attack because 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 Obama Yang came in, I think like six months later. But yeah, no, he's he's quality. I don't see why not. He's a little older than than a Gabriel Jesus or even a Milik. I I don't know that I'd explicitly go for him ahead of some of the other guys we've been linked to. I'd probably rather get I'd probably rather get Raul Jimenez in, in terms of guys we've recently been linked to that are about the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I yeah, that's that's an odd that's an odd one. Yeah, feels a bit random. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how much stock I put in. Yeah, that. it's one of those rumors that's going to go away in a couple of weeks. But uh, regarding Raul Jimenez, what I like about him is that he comes from culture of Diego Simeone whooping your ass. So if you come to Juve and you're Gabriel Jesus, you know everything is fine. I and I did mention that you know he's this he's this guy that will bring a little bit of a performance, a little bit of a you know um, fun to the squad, but. At the end of the day, I, I want a hardworking player, and I feel like Raul Jimenez is a, is a bad motherfucker. So it's hopefully, hopefully, but at this point, it's anyone. Uh, I love Pipita, but I just, I just think he's done. He's just, well, I mean, I mean, Pipita, Pipita is four years is four years older than, than Jimenez, and you know, he, we've, and, and we, we, we've gotten a lot. Yeah, but, but 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 we've. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I think I think he's a victim of his of his of his physiology. I don't know. I, he takes his shirt off and he's not fat, but he looks like a fat guy. I, I just I, joke. I, I joke. You know, but, he's he's a no, hundred times yeah. more fit than me, obviously. But it's just a thing to say, and I I take it back. It's it's, it's no, an no, old joke. But, but he's he's done a lot for us. He's given us a lot, you know. But Absolutely. but but I but I think but yeah. If, if he moves if he moves on, I I think I think he meant it's kind of the one thing I will give about 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 Iguain is I I I do think he it's weird. A lot of people don't necessarily associate him with hard work. They associate him with laziness because he looks like a big boy. But I actually think he worked. He worked. He presses pretty hard. I I I you know I yeah I didn't totally. I didn't watch him a ton at Napoli. Um, cause I don't watch every Napoli game, but since when he came to you, I was very surprised as to how, mm-hmm. as to how, 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 how hard he presses. I, so I, 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 no, I, you, you know, it's def- funny. It definitely one... be a void fill to, 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 to fill. Um, oh, that was a big ass void to fill. Precious. Um, what, what I love about Higuain is that he gave us an edge in Serie A. Unfortunately, Champions League, he wasn't that, that fantastic. It's more like the Bala show. Um, but Higuain, as soon as he came in, he buried Napoli um his his goals were if you look at his goals against our rivals they were super important they weren't like we were leading 3-0 and he scored i mean that just you know speaking of milan you know a few you know a couple of years ago when he scored that that double against them at san siro that was amazing that was fantastic that that pure pure striking like i know where the little hole is that where the ball can fit those two goals technically were some of my favorites uh, because he is his quick turnaround outside the box and just strikes it past Donnarumma. It was a great couple of goals. I uh, I apologize, you know, I was calling him fat, but Higuain was one of my favorite. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't think he'll take offense. He's heard of, he's heard it before. It's... Yeah, I just feel no. I, I thought it was kind of a cheap shot of me uh, to make fun of his physicality, but he he did bring us. Uh, success in Serie A, I just feel like we need a little edge in the Champions League now. Someone who, you know, who will go out there and, you know, along with Ronaldo, you know, make some well, make some goals happen in the Champions League. Auguri, by the way, to Ronaldo for finally scoring a free kick. Uh, in that, the was, that was gorgeous, the wasn't it? That was unreal. And thank, thank you, thank you for, thank you for for having a small part in, in making that happen by jinxing him on uh, by, <laughs> by, by, by setting up the reverse jinx on on Twitter. A lot of people didn't get that, but. Listen, man. Let me let me let me make the, the you know clear out the air a little bit. So I saw Cuadrado being awful, and I was that was a genuine 
uh, opinion. It just happens. I, I wrote, uh, I tweeted that during the Torino game that Cuadrado hasn't done anything this game. From the, that observation came from, you know, him losing a ball a couple of times and kind of like aimlessly giving a couple of back passes. So I was like, he's not that great. He did give an assist. I did uh, omit that. But that wasn't enough for me to say that, oh, well, he's having a great game. So as soon as I tweeted that, he doesn't scores he, a goal. Doesn't, doesn't he score? Literally, like I'm, I'm, I press send, and a couple of minutes later, he scores. You know, people make fun of me, and I, I listen. Twitter is not real life. I'm not going to lose any sleep over some comment that I made on Twitter. Um, he does score. I kind of embrace it. I make fun of myself, and people are like, "Can you do one for Ronaldo?" So I do, <laughs> I do one for Ronaldo. I was like, "Man, Ronaldo's trash." People Terrible. who tune in later, people who tune in later, they 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 don't understand. No context, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's the funny part is that he uh, Ronaldo score. He, Ronaldo hits a free kick like a couple minutes after I tweet that, and I you know he hits the wall or something. You know you know one of those unfortunate free kicks. And I was like, you didn't think that was going to work for a free kick, did you? Little did I know that in the second half he just bangs it in, and he was so happy, and we're all happy for him. And um, hey, great it's, it's nice. Yeah, he showed a little vulnerability too after the game. Saying, I love it. Saying, you know, I, I needed that for my confidence. Absolutely. You know, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that. He's a little more humble with Juve and he has no problem giving props to his teammates. And I think we're seeing a little, maybe I'm biased, but I, you know, you can make fun of the hair, you can make fun of the pictures and the outfits. And I know you guys posted uh, Nick's photo that looked familiar to the outfit that Ronaldo's wearing, which was ridiculous, by the way. But yeah, like check, I check, us, check out. us out on Instagram at Calcio Podcast for, for for reference. Yeah, Nick and I, Nick and I, rock, yeah, Nick, Nick and I were rocking, we're rocking bowling shirts uh, Father's Day weekend, and and doesn't Ronaldo come in? Doesn't Ronaldo come out a couple of days later, walk, rocking one as well? So we we we, we posted a who wore it better, but um, he, yeah, he can, he can do all that. But you know that free kick, hopefully, it has um, given him a boost of confidence and. It was a fun game. As, as, was, if, as was, if he, yeah, as if he needs it. I mean, he's he's been scoring for fun since the restart. Him and DiBala have looked incredible. It's been great to see them just combining, combining, combining as as as, as a left winger and a central and a central forward. And Sadi came out and said that it, they they've looked in training like they're finally sort of starting to click. So again, you know, uh, Sadi pisses me off in some respects, but when when stuff like that happens, you you look at it and say, you know what, and maybe maybe. Maybe he's right to say that we need to be patient, and yeah. maybe you know the whole the whole the whole ideology of playing beautiful football will yet uh, come to be. Hopefully not with Jorginho. I mean, fuck it. Every every kind of like Conte has Victor Moses follow him everywhere. I mean, Sari mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sari has uh, Higuain and Jorginho follow him everywhere. I really want him to, to to drop that drop that pipe dream, and I hope I hope that I hope that the acquisition of Arthur can kind of maybe tame the you know can can can, can kind of calm calm the. Uh, Calm his 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 obsessive need to 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 um, to, to, to go out and, and and secure another passing midfielder. I really think that that's kind of the position that Arthur's gonna is, is gonna fill in in mm-hmm. Sadi's system. But but, um, but well, yeah, let's, overall, well, let's let, let's let's wrap it up. And um, you you were talking about the Pjanic transfer. Let's just uh, kind of make it the the ending point. Right, listen, man, I can talk yeah, to you for hours. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I hope, yeah. and I hope, and I hope you do come back on the podcast. I just, I would, I'd love to. You. This has been a lo- this has been a lot of fun. But why? Yeah, why don't we wrap up with that? Because that was an incredible piece of business, man, by Paratici. Holy, holy, holy crap! I mean, yeah, and if, ma- if, making 
making Barca fans cringe second oh, year in a row just gives oh, me so man. much pleasure because they needed to take it down a couple of notches as far as their superiority. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, I know on Twitter and on social media, if you say something that sounds cool uh, and the, the, bo- the, the phrase of the phrase that pays last week was, um, you know, oh, they're clowns, you know, Barca board are clowns. And half of those people don't know what the F they're talking about because they're like 13, 14 years old. They're talking about the board. and But I do kind of have to agree with them because that was a big L to take. I mean, Pjanic is, Pjanic is a great player and I wish him success. I don't mind Barca, I, I, but... No, and, uh, you know, Eddie, let's, let's, let's not forget about Eddie and Pjanic. A huge, huge loss to him. Uh, huge, lo- huge loss for Timo and for UF fans everywhere. But, but <laughs> like, on a, on a technical level, I... I this this works for us in a in a bunch of different ways because Arthur's a passing midfielder. I mean, the the the, the media machine crowned him the next Xavi when he joined a year ago um, at Barca. Mm-hmm. But but uh, and Xavi himself, but, he was praising him as well. Yeah, I, I mean, but but I mean, I, th- I think he had a very promising year last year. But overall, I mean, I, I think this year something something you- happened. I think he apparently apparently he. Apparently he was out for a little while because he was getting treated for an STD, which which is oh, a nice, little, oh, nice little random piece of news. Nice little <laughs> random piece of news. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think he had to. I think whatever treatment he was, whatever treatment what, what he was do you, getting. What do you think that, that's not that's not on, that's not on record. That's that's through the grapevine. <laughs> no, apparently apparently he had syphilis. I swear to God. Oh but, um, man, that was rough. That's a, tough that. to, that's, a, that's a tough look too because he's had a girlfriend for for a number of years. Uh, that's that's my specialty on the podcast is knowing knowing all about wives and girlfriends. But um, <laughs> but 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 yeah. I, so whatever. Apparently the te- apparently the 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 the, the the treatment for the treatment for whatever ailment he was suffering, I think would have, would have not allowed him to pass drug tests. So he had to be out for a little while. And I think he kind of came back a little mm-hmm. bit slower, but since the restart is since the restart, apparently a lot of fans have been saying that he's been doing quite well. Again, I haven't been watching super closely, but one, one thing I do like about him, like jo- jokes aside on a technical level, mm-hmm. um, moves the ball very well, but he's a better dribbler than Pjanic and he's a little bit more dynamic. Reminds me a lot of Andrea Pirlo. Um, and, and I know, I know, you know, people Ooh. say that people, People say that people say the players remind them of Andrea Pirlo too much, but he gets the ball, he turns very well, and he dishes it off. Doesn't really lose it. But the one thing that he has on Pirlo is he's a little bit more dynamic. Actually, reminds me quite a bit of Sandro Tonali. Funnily enough, um, And here's our second guest for today, ladies and gentlemen, Giuseppe. Welcome to the UVA podcast, my friend. Thank you. Really happy to be here, Farad. Thank you. Of course, man. No, you know, this was a long time coming. You've been, you've been a pretty important part of the UVA content community, as I like to call it. You've been, you've been hitting it hard last couple of months, couple of you know, few months. You've been, uh, you've been putting in a lot of work. And I just wanted people to know what you do and how you do it. It's a, it's a fun project. You know, I lost count how many things you do. And, um, you know, as you're, you're such a nice guy that I don't really mind if you have a million of projects. I am behind all of them. So welcome to the UV podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Giovanni, uh, <laughs> my friend Giuseppe. Say Thank hello you. to our listeners, my friend. Ciao to everyone. Really happy. Uh, just a few words to, to start with. I'm so honored to be here because you cannot imagine how many hours 
of the day or of the night you are with me in the car or in the plane. So it's really nice to be on the other side in the podcast instead of listening to it. It's amazing. Thank you, buddy. Well, this is this is the first but not last um, your last appearance. I, I have a feeling you have great things on the horizon. Why don't you um, just you know tell people about a couple of your projects? Uh, take your time. Give you give some um, contacts, and I'm sure people will be interested. So um, I, I started actually on the on the second of January to open a, a YouTube channel. It's called G Just Juve, everything attached. So the mm-hmm. G of Giuseppe for sure, and then Just Juve. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And we speak only about Juve. I started in January where uh, actually I said, okay, let, let's start that project because uh, the origins or the whys I started with the project of a, a YouTube channel dedicated to Juve was, first of all, the love of Juve. And that's, I believe, something that link all of us together, the love of Juve. I'm a big, big fan of Juve since my childhood. And uh, I I love to speak about it. I live and breathe Juve 24-7. And, you know, until my 38, I was a kind of information receiver. I received Mm -hmm. by reading. And we have so many examples, like Rav from UVFC.com. You know, mm-hmm. information on site, on Twitter, it's amazing. Then the Love audio. Yeah, yeah, you know, the audio, you are a pioneer there with the podcast. I love mm, it. So Not at I all, had but the, thank you. That, that's what I feel. I'm speaking for my experience. And then we have guys like uh, Maurizio from Around Turin, who, you know, who is actually letting a community grow by living the experience while once they arrive in Turin. So those kinds of three things were like, okay, so I love Juventus since my childhood. I have some people who are doing amazing things and I respect a lot and I'm observing them behind the screens. So I was like, okay, so I love Juventus. I have examples, but I want to close a gap because in terms of visual content i was missing missing something i live in belgium i Mm -hmm. i am italian so i understand and speak italian and when i see how italians are living juve 24 7 because once they have done with the game they go to sky sport when they finish sky sport they go to another channel you know whatever Mm -hmm. channel italy lives football every time every day every single minute of the day then once they have done that they go on youtube and they have so many visual content and that was what i was missing actually in the english speaking community absolutely because i was looking something like that um i have a quite i believe creative mind i'm always busy with full of ideas and i have also a passion for video ed- editing um mm-hmm. so when I take all those things together paired with the job I'm doing because I'm a manager and I'm coaching also a lot of people, I'm doing uh, uh, conferences be in front of 100 people. So I'm used to speak a lot. I was like, okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense now why you're so communicate, uh, communicable and, and you, you know, you, I don't know if that's even a word, but you, you enjoy, you enjoy being in front of the screen in front of the people. So that makes total sense. I have to say there is a big difference between speaking in front of 100 or 200 people or mm-hmm. one people, one-on-one, or mm-hmm. speaking alone behind your camera. That's a really different exercise because you don't have the 
the immediate return. You don't see the faces, you don't see the smiles or people that just turning around their, their eyes. It's crazy. So it's something you have to adapt to. And, uh, and the last thing, you know, why the origin, and then I tell you about my objective was also, you know, when you are a Juventus fan, you have that kind of winning is everything and you love challenges. And I challenge myself like, okay, I want to start with something. Let's see where it goes, but I don't want to do it just for the sake of speaking about Juventus. No, I want to do it and I want to go big or at least try the max I can. Because, you know, then you have luck or not luck. You have people supporting you or not. But I really wanted to do something. And that's actually the why I started. And then the objectives of the channel are quite simple. I want to inform and entertain about all the Juve-related stuff. That's one thing. The second thing is offering a visually qualitative Juve product to the English-speaking Juve community. And the last one is giving actually a 24-7 Juve experience. Those are actually the objectives of the channel. Well, you do a, you do a great job because what I've learned, you know, doing, doing these things is consistency is key. And anytime I click on your username or, or check what you're doing on social media, there's always a new project. There's always a new video. There's always a you know, someone you're interviewing. And I want to thank you for having me uh, on your live show, which was so much fun. I mean, honestly, I've, uh, th this podcast, I was kind of, you know, closed, closed, I don't want to say closed-minded, but I wanted to keep it consistent as far as guests, as far as people who are my podcast partners with Giovanni and, and Turin Giants podcast with Rav. Uh, but you kind of opened up my mind that, you know, there's there's a lot of people to be heard. There's a lot of interesting people to interview. Uh, I'm not saying I'm one of the interesting ones, but I, I did did have fun. And it was fun to communicate with people who are, you know, commenting on what you're saying live in the chat. And I encourage people, if you, if you have free time and, you know, you is your passion, check out um, Giuseppe's uh, YouTube channel. Because there's my favorite part is the newspaper roundup because who has time nowadays to sit and you know read through you know especially if you're a parent if you're if you're married or whatever you don't have much time to sit and you know read all the newspapers so you bring a sort of a roundup which was which is a lot of fun you know you you distinguish between something that might be a rumor something that might go away tomorrow and something that is reliable and you you know you kind of balance those things out and I do appreciate it. And you're a fun person to, you know, to, to listen to you. Uh, you do, you do a great job. I, I don't mean to give you, give you so many uh, compliments, but you deserve it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so what are the projects um, right now? Like I, I, what's, what's, what's consistent in your. Absolutely. Your I have a kind, I'm start working on a kind of agenda, but for sure one thing that people can expect every day except, you know, you never know in life, but normally it's quite consistent every day. It's the, um, the sport paper news and I, it's international and Italian papers where I really check what they are saying about Juventus. and I make that video. That's something really consistent and people are expecting it now more and more. Uh, the last time I didn't do it for one day, I had already people asking me what, what happened, oh, why, wow. 
is there not a re- uh, the video? So mm-hmm. uh, that was really strange for me because people are expecting it. So that's a standard. Then um, I did a lot of projects. I have kind of once a month, a kind of a who wants to be a millionaire quiz, but I called <laughs> it who wants to be the ultimate Juve fan, where I invite two people uh, and they have questions only about Juventus. So it's not a copy or application. It's really handmade with questions uh, awesome. and people really love it. It's fantastic. That's really a part where I have eight to nine hours of editing. So that's a big, oh, wow. big, big project, but yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's something for fun. I have the actuality topic related videos. I have the, um, the breaking news. I have also something that people really love and the average dur- duration time is a lot. It's actually the pre-games with El Tactico. So I found someone on Twitter who was really nice, uh, Mohamed El Shahali. I really wanted to sh- do a shootout on him because every day before, or actually a night, my night before the game, we are mm-hmm. recording with him and he's actually analyzing the strength, weaknesses, opportunities and this, uh, from the opponents we will play and also the normally lines up and we speak and he explained really well where Juventus actually uh, can win the game. It's amazing and people really stick to the videos and they really they really go through it. Um, uh-huh. And then we have the the, the lives. The lives are something amazing. I have every time the Sunday night live where uh, I speak with the people. It's only me, but I speak with the people. Sometimes uh, when people want to, they just can jump without uh, having, a, you know, uh, a commitment with me. They are just in chat. I say, okay, if you want to let me know, here is the link. You can jump and you can explain what you think about the, about the game that just played. I'm doing mm-hmm. half-time reactions. Uh, so a lot, a lot of things and also kind of parodies because for me, yes, we have to speak about Juve, but I also want to, to have that kind of fun also. You know, that's we have the serious part, we have the Juve part, but then how can we laugh about what's happening around the Juve world? And I made a parody of uh, The Sun, for example. The Sun made, you know, all the month of June articles, everything except of sport. They were speaking about Georgina, about Ronaldo with his outfit, and it was so fun. I kept (laughs) everything, I kept everything, and then I made a video about it. So we have a lot. And the next steps are continuing with amazing guests like you were Romeo Agresti. I had a uh, uh, Bianconeri YYZ. It was, you know, a fan club, an official fan club. I had already some people. I have other people that already commit. So um, we have a fantastic. lot to do. That's Absolutely, fantastic. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it it's um, it's good to see that you're mixing entertainment with actual uh, analysis and 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 you know, having knowledgeable people on and, uh, you are one you've, like you said, you've been a UFN all your life. What's, uh, what was your favorite experience at the stadium? Um, the first time I went there was crazy because it was, uh, um, in October, 2011. So the stadium was mm. just opened and it was the brand second new, night Brand new game. stadium smell, still had it. Oh, yes, my friend. <laughs> and it was actually, uh, ironically, it was Juve Milan uh, with the mm. brace of Marquisio uh, in the last uh, minutes the, of the, the kick, game. And the kick in the kicking the corner flag. Crazy. Celebration. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this was actually the best game game ever to, to see as a first-timer in the Juventus Stadium because I was there with my father, a crazy guy. I'm doing also Italian videos with him, you know, for fun. <laughs> this is up. amazing. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I'm sorry for the people that doesn't speak Italian, but I want to keep also that... <laughs> familiarity because he started with me for fun speaking in Italian and a lot of people are saying you know make a channel just for him because he's a star of your channel it's amazing uh, because what's, the what's thing is he, name? Felice what means happy that's awesome Felicita yeah, yeah that's fantastic man that's hey you, you know the older we get you know the less time we spend with our parents so if, if this is what you do with your dad I think it's so fun uh, can I mean I'm not going to understand much, but people who speak Italian, I encourage them. So, so um, all right. So, tell us about your favorite thing to do on your, you know, in your endeavors. Besides, besides talking to me on the life. Besides talking to you in the life, what, what, what in my, in my, in my actually life, or what I prefer to do on the on the my channel. Uh, on your channel, like, what, like, what's what's the funnest thing to do, and you know. What what gives you the best best satisfaction? I know all of it does, but I'm just asking. Like, what's what what should Absolutely. people check out that you put in most you know effort into? The 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 funniest thing, or actually the 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 um, the funniest thing is seeing my father talking to the camera. Okay, because I I don't I don't I do nothing actually. I just smile and look at him misspelling the names of players because he's Sicilian uh, and it's quite difficult for him to say Chesney, for example. So that's hilarious. So I, I'm enjoying, I'm actually an audience. So that's something where I receive and that's fun. But awesome. if, if I speak about my projects, what I love the most is actually, uh, um, you know, what I love the most is answering the comments of the people. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you see actually the connection with the loyals, what they loved, what not, what they think. And I believe that today I'm small and I hope that I'm getting bigger and bigger. But that's a part of my day that I really want to dedicate to people. Because if they do the effort to listen to your audio podcast or my YouTube channel, I believe I have to give something in return. Not only delivering information, but also the, you know, I'm working in retail. So for me, it's not only selling a jeans that is important, but also mm-hmm. after the aftercare that is really important. And then, yes, uh, having fun with editing. I, I started on the 2nd of January. I uh, bought myself Adobe Premiere Pro. I had no idea how to open it. To And today I'm doing amazing things. With a, uh, but it's just self-learning because I didn't bought a course or thing like that. And I'm doing crazy things where I'm really proud of. So, yeah, absolutely, yes. Good for you. Yeah, man, you put so much effort into it. And, you know, I've been trying to follow you f- since the beginning. And uh, the progress that you've been making is, you know, it's it's incredible because what it's been six months, seven months. And, hey, just the dedication, you know, people owe you at least one one viewing just to see um, what you've been up to because, hey, I admire it. I love people who, who go out and do stuff and, and learn things and, and, and have fun with life. I, uh, yeah, I, I really do appreciate what you do. You know, hopefully, you know, 
your first game was seeing Marquisio double. Hopefully one one day you'll have Marquisio on the on the podcast. There's you know, sky's the limit, baby. Um, that would be crazy. That, that would be fun. And and you were talking about retail and clothing, and I do appreciate you giving uh Turin Giants um uh, a little push. You've been promoting what what I've been trying to do. And uh there's there's more promotions, more giveaways uh coming up and I and I will send you more stuff and we'll We'll have fun. We'll have fun coming up. And, and you know, th- these crazy times you've been able since, you know, since January, you've been able to work th- through the COVID and, and uh, the disadvantages that we are right, right now. I can, I can absolutely see you going to the stadium with a camera and making a whole, whole video on that, hopefully meeting Maurizio. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see great things and I, I see, uh, we are in video right now. I see great books and games and statues and and what's your what's your favorite little um, memorabilia behind you? What's what means the most to you? I, I have a lot. I have really. I have a lot. But I believe this one. Um, it's actually a DVD of uh, the story of Ju- Juventus Bianconeri Bianconeri uh, um, Juventus story. Amazing. I really recommend people that never saw it to see it because it speaks about the Agnelli family. I have mm-hmm. uh, Del Piero books, Agnelli. I have so much I'm affected to. Maybe the, the one that I'm the most, that I love the most is this one, actually. You, you can't see it because we are on a podcast, but it's actually my first game. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's you saved the World Sega Cup game. Italia 90. It was on Sega. And, uh, you know, where, where as a kid, <laughs> you know, you yeah. you love football and it was a video game and you played so many hours on it i remember mm-hmm. i was in paris i was working there on visit and i saw that vintage retro game shop i entered and i promise you farad i entered i was looking in job, mm-hmm. the, the shop because i had some hours free and i saw that game i don't even have a sega anymore <laughs> but i saw it it was five euro and i promise you i had a tear in my eye and i bought it just to have the cover of it crazy so yeah so, that's so it all if, started if you're doubting how dedicated uh, giuseppe is you, you just you, you know take a look at his um his his channel and take a look at what he does and we'll be having you on the podcast i just wanted to introduce you to people and um obviously you're uh we can do hey how about we do the news roundup every once in a while i think you do a great job with that we can go through news and uh make your appearances a little more uh, frequent on the Juve podcast. So I would love that. Um, for now, man, enjoy the game. Juve Milan is coming up. Um, well, I've been, I've been recording for the last couple hours also, so I will kick back and watch the game. Thank you for, for coming, uh, on the Juve podcast. Can you, um, can you remind us the contacts and how to, how people can follow you? Absolutely. So you can follow me, uh, on, uh, on YouTube for sure, because that's my main activity. I have, um, my, the name is G just Juve, everything attached once in a week. We have a second channel that I also opened. It's called the Juve show and the Juve show. It's Juve like YouTube. So Y O U V E mm-hmm. show what I'm doing with a partner, Martina, we are doing once in a week, a really nice show. That's really something to see. Uh, but what do you, guys do Juve, you said, uh, what do you guys, uh, how, what's the show about with Martina? The show is actually inviting every time two guests from the Juve uh, world, 
known or not. And we speak about pre-game, uh, post-game, and now we are also entering in a level where we will also have interactive games with people. It will be, it's a real show. It's a talk show for one hour. It's really nice. Wow. So that's, that's the second project. And that's awesome, man. Sorry, go ahead. And uh, so that's where you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's Bonyani G. It's quite difficult to, to, to spell, but it's B-O-G-N-A-N-N-I and then the G from Giuseppe, uh, where I'm mostly active on. And then for sure, if you type G-Justuva on all social media, you can find me. That's great, man. Uh, I, I'm so happy to be linked to you. Um, so happy to be in your in your universe because you're a guy with passion. And I, I like I said, I, I love uh, being a part of that. And um Yeah, I feel like, you know, content makers, I know it sounds sounds corny. I don't I don't I don't want that to be like what I'm all about, but I at at the end of the day we do create a little bit of con uh, content for Juve fans and I really hope that uh they like it and you know we should support each other and you've been you've been so great to me. I really do appreciate you. Hopefully, you know, very soon we'll have uh we'll have you on. And uh for now, thank you. Enjoy the game, my brother. If if I can close with one thing, I, I really wanted also to thank you because without knowing it, because you are recording, I was listening, you have been also for me a great example and a nice push to start because, you know, listening gave me the inspiration, also the courage to say, okay, let's do it. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank and for the people that are listening, continue to listen, to listen, to listen, because how fun it is I, i loved it so thank you so much yes. thank you my brother it was fun to have you on um talk to you soon ciao man thank you and um thank you guys for tuning in today um yeah it's been a while but i did want to have a couple of couple of guys on a podcast talk about juve um follow us anywhere you can turin giants at Juve Podcast, we're everywhere. Uh, I'm everywhere, Instagram, Twitter. Unfortunately, the audio cut off there at the end. Uh, but I did want to thank my guests, uh, Sam from Calcio Podcast and Giuseppe from G Just Juve. Um, two amazing guests. They do great things in the Juve community, so check them out. Uh, and I'm going to go watch the, the Milan game, hopefully. Um, Hopefully this is the beginning of the Scudetto celebrations. Um, I just saw that Lazio lost to Lecce, you know, which is in what world? Um, you know, just so, so crazy that they gave up so much at the end. And, you know, this is just to tell your friends who are not Juve fans and the ones that are upset about Juve winning every year. This is just... We're, we're able to keep the rhythm until the end of the season and we, we end up outrunning everyone, basically. So it ain't our fault. All right, guys. Forza Juve. Thank you for joining us.